0: means, yes, that is the CBS March Madness theme song, which means, folks, it is here after a one-year absence when most of our tears were falling because we did not have the NCAA tournament and we did not know what was expected to come in the upcoming months. We do now, with wearing masks and everything, we're on the right track, and on the right track means the return of the NCAA tournament. March Madness is Alive and well, and so is my no bearded friend now, I should say, but definitely bald, Mr. Tyler Bates. TB got done reffing a couple of uh, yesterday, walking like 40,000 miles, blowing my butt out of the water. Um, And just now, recording this on a Sunday evening, just now got his look, first look, I should say, at the NCAA tournament bracket. First off, TB. Always appreciate you and appreciate uh, your friendship and what you contribute to the program. Mm. And second off, your initial thoughts to the NCAA bracket the first time you saw it.
1: Uh, The first time that I saw it, I mean, I think for the most part, the number one seeds to me weren't really going to be a big shock. I was pretty certain that it was going to be those four teams that we'll see. And we'll kind of look at things here at the moment. Um, So no really big shock there. Um, I would think maybe kind of some head scratchers are, um, kind of seeing where they actually put BYU. Yes. Mm. I have a little bit of bias and a little bit of hatred toward BYU. (laughs) However, I will give them some respect. They did play one hell of a game against Gonzaga, gave them everything that they could in the conference championship game. So maybe that was why the committee gave them a little bit more respect and put them as a number six seed. So that's a little bit of a kind of a head scratcher. Um, For all intents and purposes of them trying to and saying Duke is ready, given all the protocols and everything, Duke didn't show up on the roster. So um, kind of a little bit shocker there because I was kind of, you and I both had a weird, odd feeling going in this morning, that there was a possibility that Duke was going to find their way into this field. But nonetheless, they're not in here this year, but who is in there is Michigan state. So that's a little bit of a shocker, but overall, Again, that's just a lot to digest, but I tell you what, though, where we were last year to where we are now, it's just great to have a bracket to look at and to digest now. So it's going to be a lot of fun this week.
0: Oh, man, I I don't think we really knew how much we missed it until we got it this year. I mean, this is absolutely so fun. I think it's double the – I mean, I think it was double the fun that – we will have upcoming on Thursday and Friday or Friday and Saturday, I should say, because Thursday is they're having an extra day due to COVID testing and everything. Um, With that being said, I'm I'm so excited. Um, Like you said, the number one seed is not really a surprise. Um, The overall number one seed will be the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, I mean, you got, you got guys year in and year out that are not, NBA talent. Well, I think for the first time, Mark Few has a lottery pick (laughs) upcoming in Jalen Suggs. I mean, he's a projected top five pick. You got some great players in Drew Timey and Corey Kispert. I mean, all of these guys are very impressive. And Mark Few, year in, year out, just does what he does. In Spokane, and he's doing work once again. I mean, sure you have Roy Hachimura, Adam Morrison. I mean, if you want to count him too, but I mean, any other than that, I really don't know. I'm um, going down the list. You got Baylor, you got Michigan. I mean, Ohio State. But the key, the got the team I am watching for. I mean, you do not count out former Oklahoma State coach. And current Illinois Fighting Illini coach Brad Underwood and his group—I mean, Ayo Dosamu, Kofi Cockburn, Andre Corbello—these all three of these guys are absolute studs. Uh, I mean, it's been 16 years since Illinois lost in the title game; that was to North Carolina. This group definitely has a chance to make a similar run. But as when we when we dive into this, these brackets coming up on. Wednesday or Thursday uh, in which they'll be released um, Wednesday night or Thursday night. This, this bracket in the Midwest with Illinois that has it has Oklahoma state, San Diego state has Syracuse has Houston has Tennessee has Loyola Chicago. You got so many big names in the Midwest region. It is going to be a dog eat dog fight come yeah. Friday or Saturday when they play these round of 64 games, it is going to be an all out brawl TV. I'm so excited to watch them.
1: It is. I mean, and then you kind of, you to your point about the number one overall seat to Gonzaga and most people kind of looking and saying, well, geez, they didn't really give Gonzaga much of the edge because you kind of look and see uh, Virginia's in this bracket. Kansas is in this bracket. Iowa is in that bracket. You have Oregon, you have USC, and you also have Missouri sitting there. And oh, by the way, Oklahoma is also sitting there too. So you would think that the that the committee was not doing really Gonzaga any favors, but might I remind people that earlier this year, Gonzaga already had Iowa, they already had Kansas, and they already had Virginia on their schedule, and they beat all three in the regular season. So I I, I remind people just be very cautious be very mindful about this I like though what you mentioned there I mean yeah Rui Hachimura yeah I mean it was kind of a a big kind of type of name for Gonzaga but nowhere near has Mark Few ever had a lottery lottery pick in what he has in in what he has now and very excited to see that but I think from the side of things though I don't think they did any favors for Gonzaga and you mentioned it though Illinois did not get any favors in their initial bracket, One, as I'm initially looking at it right now.
0: No, they did not. I mean, this is an absolute brawl. Looking at the other ones, I mean, you, Baylor's one is, is, I mean, it's solid. You got Ohio State at the bottom, in which they would meet for the Elite Eight in, in a battle for the trip to the Final Four. Um, but other than that, I mean, you, you got a battle for an 8-9 game. I mean, you, you, I'm looking at some of these games, T.B., and you got, you got squads that are not as good as they once were, but I mean, these matchups, absolutely incredible. Look, how about San mm. Diego state Syracuse? Um, you got oh, Oklahoma, yeah. Missouri, a battle of a big 12 uh, rival for a long time, but TB, how about this first round game, North Carolina and Wisconsin? I mean, that is a, that's a matchup we usually see in the elite eight or even in the final four, not in yeah. the first round. That's incredible.
1: No, it is incredible, and it's kind of it's kind of been more to the lines of just how how much of a struggle this season in terms of both Wisconsin and North Carolina, what their terms of standards and what they have uh, initially. So that is kind of a, a kind of huge eyeball eye raiser there, and I mean even then from then. Baylor's not going to have any is not going to get any any issues or I shouldn't say any issues Baylor's not going to get any favors from the winner of that game because you can be damn sure that either North Carolina or Wisconsin is going to give Baylor everything that they want and oh yeah Villanova sitting there I I kind of am intrigued of this 5-12 matchup you know these lovely 5-12 upsets are the more common upsets that you see in the Mm -hmm. tournament And I'm telling you right now People better be very careful with Winthrop because one loss on the season, Villanova is kind of limping into the tournament. I initially see that game and right off the bat as my eyeball takes a look at it and I'm like, that could be something that I might pick as a potential upset. But more to come on that later down the road this week. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, they one loss, and that was to UNC Asheville on on January the 29th, or else they would have been in the likes with Gonzaga as entering the, entering the big dance undefeated. But they stumbled on the 29th of January and had to settle for a one-loss trip. Also, with that, Villanova doesn't have their two biggest names their first star player in Colin Gillespie torn ACL so he is done he will not play in this so that's definitely I, I don't blame you whatsoever um and having that upset maybe I'll have that as an upset as well but TV a couple more of these intriguing games let's start in the south region obviously we talked about North Carolina Wisconsin um how about Colgate though I mean Colgate also only has one loss they're facing off against a team in Arkansas that kind of like the sec it's, it's very, very weird, but the, this Raiders squad 14 one, they won the Patriot league today. they um, got four players that make at least 35% of their three pointers. So, I mean, if Colgate can get going against this Razorback group led by former uh, St. John's coach, I think they're going to be apps. They're going to be rolling. I, I think that's a little bit of a surprise, but I think I will go with the 512 matchup as the upset, the upset alert pick. Um, a couple other ones: Oral Roberts, Ohio State. I think Ohio State's just on a different level. Very intrigued by the 710 matchup: Florida, Virginia Tech. Florida's been faltering down the down the road a little bit. Virginia Tech just doesn't have any height. I mean, they have all guard play, but I mean, when you're trying to get defensive rebounds they're they're gonna yeah. give up a lot. I mean, they're they have a big, big height difference. So if you got a six ten, six eleven guy, you're gonna have the advantage. I mean, it's just plain and simple. So those are my things on the South TV. A couple other games that uh do you have your eye on, or or did I basically just uh, take your thunder a little bit, bro?
1: Mm, no, let's turn my attention. I'm going to turn over to the East bracket just okay. a little bit. There's a couple of games over there that I particularly like. Whoever wins out of that Michigan State UCLA game, BYU is going to have their hands. BYU going to have their hands mm-hmm. full in that six eleven matchup. So even then, that first four matchup, Michigan State UCLA, that's a first four game, and that's usually a Final Four worthy game. TB, hey, is this one the of, biggest
0: first four game in
1: history? It has to be, doesn't I think it? So. I mean, given the two names, it, mm-hmm. you have to think that this has got to be the biggest first four game that you've ever seen put into this bracket. No disrespect to any of the other teams that are playing in the first four, but I mean, goodness gracious, Michigan mm-hmm. State, yeah. UCLA? Are you kidding me? Conference and of for Champions, the winner- baby. Conference of Champions. <laughs> yeah. But for the winner of that to face a very – as much as I bite my tongue but have to give credit where credit is due, BYU is a very decent team, and they're not going to be a slouch in that. So I'm, I'm interested in that. I'm very interested also on the other side. Abilene Christian is based mm-hmm. in Texas, and they get big boy, big brother in Texas. A three fourteen matchup, they've got to be up for that one. So that's going to be one that could be another one. I might study a little bit this week. We'll see. I'm intrigued about that. I'm also intrigued on this other side. Alabama's sitting there as a two seed, but you get Rick Patino and Iona in that first that's matchup juicy. game. So that's a very, very juicy storyline. But then also, even if Alabama's able to get by from that, the winner of that Maryland-UConn matchup, that's not an easy, easy out either. So for Alabama's sake on the side to get the, the Sweet 16, we've got some, a couple of tough teams that they got to look at. So those are some juicy games that I look at immediately coming out of the East Bracket.
0: Couple of things here, TB. For Abilene Christian, they got a seven-footer, um, and they also make three-pointers. Not the seven-footer does, but they just the overall team. So they got a seven-footer guy named Colton Cole, and then their three-point uh, barrage is almost a forty percent. They shoot thirty-eight percent from three. So the Wildcats, they're a solid team. Twenty-two and four on the year. Watch out. That's a definite uh, could be a red alert, a little upset Mm -hmm. on the alarm. If you're if you're on an emoji, that would be a big red, uh, big red uh, emoji right there, because that's definitely an upset alert. Let's head. I'm going to head to the West. We're just shifting all over because I got two. Teams that had to withdraw their names in conference tournament games because of COVID-19 issues. Number three seed Kansas had to leave the Big 12 uh, semifinal and the Big 12 tournament overall after they had uh, a guy test positive, Bill Self in his post-conference uh, and his post-NCAA tournament announcement, Presser said three Jayhawks will be sitting, um, will be staying home and not be going to Indianapolis. However, they will be phasing off against number 14 seed Eastern Washington. With that being said, Eastern Washington, the number two seed from the big sky. They're going to be in the big dance via the automatic qualifying berth for winning their conference tournament. They started three and six. They've gone 13 and one since January 21st. Do not Mm. uh, do not count out this Eagle group. Another one that had to withdraw their name, that would be the Virginia Cavaliers after beating Syracuse on a game winning three as time expired. They were going to face off against Georgia tech in the semifinal. They had a COVID issue. Uh, Tony uh, Bennett has not come out and said anything as far as I know. However, they face off against the team that I've kept my eye on uh, when they f- immediately, when they first got um, their automatic qualifier, the Ohio uh Bobcats. Are, the Ohio the Bobcats. Bobcats. TB, I'm telling you something. I'm just gonna say it right now. This will be my upset pick. Ohio lost to Illinois by two points. I know it was in November, but they only lost to one of the best teams in the nation by two. They also put up 101 on Cleveland State, the number 15 seed, uh, aka the horizon league champion. This is a very good team. I mean they they can play inside they can shoot the three they made 58% of their shots inside the arc they got they have a guy in Jason Preston a 64 guard one of five players averaging double figures I'm going with this might be my uh, my Cinderella team the Bobcats of Ohio I truly believe this this group is 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 going to upset Virginia and I think they're going to they can make a run I, I truly do TB
1: Mm, that's interesting. I would say USC better be careful with whoever they get draw out, be that Wichita State or Drake, because Drake coming in, we know just how good they are this season. And even Wichita State, much experience in the NCAA tournament. So whoever wins in that first four matchup. USC's got their hands full for that. I like what you were saying about Eastern Washington going up against Kansas. I don't know what to expect with the Jayhawks, who I support and watch very closely. So we'll see what happens from there. But I mean, you still have Iowa with Grand Canyon. Uh, and then in the other one, the other one I would say be very juicy. You, you see Santa Barbara going up against Creighton. That mm-hmm. one has my attention. It's another 512. Gosh, it always seems like these 512 mm-hmm. matchups in the NCAA tournament bring you the most juiciest and most upset-worthy picks that you could get. And look no further again than Creighton against UC Santa Barbara. So be very careful, Jay, Jay with, the, with Creighton, the Bluebirds or Blue Jays, whatever they are, when they go up against the Gauchos of Santa Barbara. I do like that one a lot.
0: That is a very interesting one. The big West champions and UC Santa Barbara, they beat UC Irvine on Saturday night for Creighton. They got surprised by Georgetown. And let's, I'm going to piggyback off of that right there. TB, there was a lot of bubbles that got burst because of uh, automatic qualifiers. And I mean, Mm -hmm. how about the job that Patrick Ewing has done with Georgetown, a number (laughs) eight seed beating the number nine seed and then facing off a day later against Villanova they survived that matchup then they face off against Seton Hall they survived that matchup and then they face it all off against Creighton and they get the job done amazing job by Patrick Ewing and his guys they wouldn't have gone in the tournament if they didn't so they got a they got a, a group with Colorado who also is part of this discussion as Colorado lost to Oregon State a Over barely a 500 team. They're 15 and 12. They're 11 and 10 in the Pac-12 for Oregon State and Wayne Tinkle's group. Incredible performance, what they did. They beat their arch rival, their Civil War compadres in Oregon. They then face off against Colorado. I mean, from one to another to another, they keep defying the odds. Oregon State is now in the big dance. Georgetown is now in the big dance. I do have Georgetown uh, on upset alert. I do think they could beat Colorado Am I picking them? We'll find out later this week. But very, very impressive by the by by the automatic qualifiers to steal a couple a couple bids um, with Georgetown and then Oregon State TV. Kudos to those groups.
1: Yeah, very kudos to those groups. The other thing that I would mention, I think for right now for me specifically, is the Mountain West was really looking to mm-hmm. get uh, team uh, as many as three, even even four teams were in contention for the tournament. Obviously, it only comes down to two. I'm a little surprised that Utah State is the one that gets over gets in over Colorado State. I would have thought of the three teams that would have been left. If my my nod might have been to Colorado State just a little bit more. But not only Utah State getting into the tournament, but Utah State getting in comfortably. They're not even in the first four. They got enough respect from the committee, I guess, from the conference championship or getting all the way that they get in comfortably as an 11 seed and they'll take on Texas tech in the first round matchup. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little surprised about that. Am I upset about it? No, because not deserves to be on the spotlight. The guy's an absolute just thunder thunder under the, under the rim. I love what he does underneath the rim for Utah state. So I was a little surprised about that uh, other than San Diego state, but Kudos to San Diego state too. I mean, they deserve that number six seed riding high number 19 in the country right now. And as we all know, we don't need to talk about Boise state because they didn't make this field.
0: Mm -mm. No, they did not. They have a date with SMU in Dallas for the NIT at number two, three seed. there'll be Thursday, uh, on ESPN, big ESPN for that game. Uh, so good luck to them. Um, a couple more things, actually the final thing before we call it a night, a, an abbreviated, uh, podcast here at TV, you were mentioning to some of the teams that did not make it, um, a couple surprises that made it. And then a couple surprises that didn't make it for me personally, TV, I, I'm looking at, I'm, I, I was looking at, teams that made it and I, I know they have the brand recognition like okay cool blah 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 but syracuse was one and seven in teams that were in the quad one if you're one and seven you lose seven out of eight games against teams that are in the big dance i'm shocked that you that you're in and you're in pretty much comfortably i mean you're 11 state you're not like michigan state you're not ucla and then you got a team like louisville that is not even in the tournament, which I was shocked by. I mean, they exited, they lost to Duke, who's also not in the tournament. But I mean, overall, I was shocked to see Louisville not in there. But And then, I, and, and then on the flip side, I was surprised to see Syracuse comfortably in. I, I expected them to be in, but I did not expect them to be comfortably in TB.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I, Syracuse is another one that's a big shock that I'm wondering to get in. You already mentioned about Louisville. The conspiracies are gonna be out for all the Louisville fans now mm-hmm. because where does the committee chairman hail from? The University of Kentucky. Oh god. And oh my goodness, could there be conspiracies up a wall? I probably will just go explore the page. I'm not gonna put any comments or anything, but I just want to go explore the page just to see just how juicy those comments are going to be. And I'm going to look at that tonight. But I mean, I tell you what, I'm also kind of shocked that Maryland kind of made it in, not necessarily making it into the tournament, but as high of a seed as they got as a Big Ten team. I understand that they have a pretty, pretty tough schedule and the Big Ten has been a very tough conference to play. But at 16 and 13 and you're a number 10 seed, either you did something enough to get a lot of respect or it's the name across the chest itself. So I I'm a little bit shocked that they're up there as high as they are. And I'll be right honest with you. I'm surprised Kansas is as high as they are. I mean, and this is coming from somebody who is a fan of the Jayhawks. I didn't expect us to get a number three seed. If we were going to get into the tournament, I thought probably four, five, six range. But for the fact that they put them in as a three seed in this tournament kind of puts, kind of threw me off a little bit there. Uh, But no question about it. They're in one of the more tougher brackets. And if they want to get a shot at Gonzaga or any of the likes up above, they're going to have to get through Gonzaga, get through Iowa, which we already know Luke Garza and company is, we'll be waiting in, in line for them too as well. But those are some of the things I look at.
0: I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm looking at just a couple of teams that I'm just I'm amazed at. First off TB. not only did Louisville not make it, their former coach they didn't even get, made it. They didn't
1: even get into the. They didn't even get into the NIT. Nobody. That is true.
0: The, but the thing they, is, their former coach made it in Rick Pitino, and yet they yeah. didn't make it. I mean, how big of a slap in the face is that? Let alone um, uh, not getting in in it itself. But I mean, Iona
1: won their conference tournament. I mean, yeah. so
0: as a nine seed you got to give him credit as a nine seed they they did it um rick patino you got to give him credit i mean i i don't like him as a person but as a coach he's a damn good coach so um if if we're separating personal feelings towards uh collegiate sport feelings and there you go um final thing your tb the the overall aspect of this is so different compared to two years ago when we had our last one we all expect kentucky duke Louisville the big names to be up there this is a tournament that is so vastly unknown because for most of these schools they had what four to five non-conference games and that's it I mean Mm. this these teams just are playing their their own conference I mean so we don't know what is going to happen I mean you have teams like Illinois Houston Houston they're both two seed. Do you have Iowa? We all think these teams are decent. They're not that good, but these teams are balling out. And then you mm. have individual teams like like uh Iowa's Luca Garza. You got Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State that are just absolute talent and absolute studs. So with that being said, there's individual matchups versus the underdogs and then you got Cinderella stories and then when it all said and done you got the big dogs. You still got Baylor. They're, they're still going to be good. And then Gonzaga, every single year, it just seems like they're going to be still in the mix. Well, I am I have no idea what to expect, TB. I got no idea. Um, if someone wants to do a perfect bracket, this might be the hardest year ever. I mean, it, it's incredible. And, I mean, we don't even know if if, if most of these teams are going to play. Virginia is not even going to travel to Indianapolis till Friday, one day before the game starts. I mean, it. Yeah. It, The tournament has four teams that are on standby if they don't have enough players to play. I mean, this is a tournament unknown, unseen that we've never, ever had before and we're never going to have again. I'm just going to buckle up and enjoy the ride because it's going to be really, really bumpy, I think.
1: Uh, it's going to be bumpy. Um, I, why do I get the feeling right now? Maybe I'll feel a little differently when we kind of break things down a little bit further. But why do I get the feeling that somebody's somebody's going to be a national champion, and it isn't going to be from a list that we think from obvious names? Something mm-hmm. about this field to me right now is like is telling me we're talking. We're not talking about the national champion because it's one of those unknowns. And that's right now to me, what makes this so scary, but so exciting is that we're not, this is one of the under the radar tournaments where somebody could just sneak in and out of nowhere could win this tournament. And I mean, really, we talk about that all the, we've talked about that in the last one's view, got last few years back, but I mean, really this year really feels like this could be one of those years where it ain't going to be cold cut Turkey there's going to be a lot of noise made in this tournament.
0: I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. We could, honest to God, see Kelvin Sampson and those Houston Cougars raise the title. We could see <laughs> Nate Oates and Alabama raise that title. I mean, it's that crazy of a year. We, it, we, I, we know no one, and I mean, no one thinks of Alabama as a basketball school, TV. and yet they're playing yeah. some of their best basketball as we speak.
1: Yeah, they are. They have been and been doing it all seasons, and that's one of those. I mean, again, don't take away anything. We, I've, well, I've watched personally closely with the Mountain West. Don't take anything away from San Diego State or Utah State. They can make runs. And all these other teams that are in there right now, too, a lot of these smaller schools, what a better way this year. You're not staring at all these big blue bloods in front of you. Yeah, sure, there's a few that are still sitting up there in waiting. But are you telling me that they're not vulnerable this year? Of course, they're vulnerable this year. So there's a lot of fun that can happen this year.
0: TB, I'm so excited to, to uh, dive into these matchups, either Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, I'm going to be studying. I got a, I got a full list from ESPN.com that I'm gonna be diving into. Going to get my notebook out. Going to do some notes. And uh, I- I'm ready to dive into these matchups come uh, later this week, bro.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be good with me. And you'll probably, I'll probably have to be scrambling myself just because of the fact I'm going to be doing things outside with games that I'm going to be soccer games, reffing outside of life. But hey, uh, we do it for fun. And this is why we do it.
0: I'm so excited. I, I mean, I am so, so, so excited. TB, final thoughts before we let you go? Just uh, overall final thoughts.
1: Well, the NCAA tournament, I mean, overall is good. I mean, if you guys are trying to, trying to take a look again, yes, the NIT field was announced. You guys can go check that out um intriguing 16 teams that are in there I mentioned again Louisville's not even in the NIT so I guess I'm going to have to research it see must be if Louisville is not in the NIT My one, my thought is is that they're one of the four teams on standby in case one of these teams can't get through or can't field the full team I'm pretty sure I don't they the are the story. first ones on standby if they're not in I the I believe NIT. that they are I, I they have to be yeah. so kind of the initial thought there but overall excited to see it Excited to study more and this won't be a productive work week. I can tell you that much oh, no. because I'll be studying more about the bracket more than doing anything else this week. But that's what happens with March Madness. And you mm-hmm. know what? I'm going to enjoy it every damn second because I didn't get it last year. And last year's whole fiasco reminded us just how much we missed March Madness. And now that we have it back, albeit still a little bit different than what we're used to, mm-hmm. you know what? We still have it. And people, be grateful because it's back oh
0: it's so back and i'm so excited uh to dive into these matchups later so 7 Seven thirty eastern two games 9 30 eastern and then the overall schedule has not been announced for tip off times for the friday saturday games but they will start more than likely at noon eastern time so 10 a.m for those that live in the 208 two more things before we let you go first off happy birthday to my boy steph curry big win <laughs> against the jazz today and second off congratulations to you retiring after 20 years in the NFL, a great career will be joining NBC's NFL coverage as well as Notre Dame football coverage as well. So good, and fun retirement. TB, I appreciate you, you.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be exciting to see, man. It'll be a lot of fun to do. So excited to do it. Thank you.
0: TB here. I Sports Talk underscore BNTB at with a Brian and TB. You can follow us every single week on Google Play, Spot Up. From all of us here at Sports Talk with Brian and TB, I'm Brian for TB. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk with you later this week. <laughs>